Hello and welcome to the Business of Authority. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Rochelle Moulton. And today we're going to talk about declaring your vision. That sounds pretty yes. important. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe scary. Scary important? Too big? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things I think it, it strikes fear in the hearts of a lot of people. Sort of like, who am I to have a vision? Mm. Um, but, you know, you have to have one for your business if you want to get someplace that you value. Yeah, I remember having a conversation maybe maybe as recently as a year ago with a friend and we were kind of going through the, you know, mission, vision, purpose, like all of that mm -hmm. stuff. And it was like, what what word should we use here in our training materials? Like in, in really getting into the nitty gritty definition of, of how those all relate to each other, whether or not they're the same thing or they're different things. And, and I, so it's very easy to, easy for me to look back into my recent history and kind of see all of those words as like a, like just mushy, intangible, indifferentiated, undifferentiated terms. And, but now they're much clearer to me. And I, I find that extremely helpful when I'm working with people. So I think having a, a show like this, where we talk about vision specifically, um, is, is a really good idea because clarifying that for people, it seems effective. It seems useful. And, you know, it's like knowing the difference between strategy and tactics, which are two words that people often use as the same thing and that to their, mm -hmm. you know, to their everlasting disappointment. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so now you just wrote a really awesome uh, article about this. So maybe you could walk us through that, like what your thinking is here. Well, you know, I, I think about vision, you know, when I work with a client, I, I want to know what their vision for their business is now. And what I'm not talking about is an exercise that maybe people have participated in when they're part of a big company where the CEO and, and his or her team come out and they talk about our vision. And it's a bunch of words on a piece of paper yes. that just kind of does nothing. And it, it's it, if, if anything, the employees wind up feeling resentful about it because nothing's changed, but everybody spent a whole lot of time and money creating this big fancy statement. Yeah, it's like a so, word salad created by a committee that means yeah, nothing. Exactly. And there's there's it's just so bland. Ugh, what a waste of time, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not what we're talking about. I think about vision in a way that you don't have to put it on your website. Your vision starts out for you, and it's really the story of where you want to take your business. So in an ideal world, you find a way to say that that is is a bit of a story, a bit of a journey, and you're taking them on this journey, right? Mm -hmm. But that comes later. I think what happens first is you start to say, okay, I have this business. Where do I want to go with it? And you can start with really simple metric things, because that, that can be pretty easy to say, oh, well, I want to make uh, $250,000. I want to make a million dollars. You start with some numbers. And this is how I want to work. And these are the kinds of clients that I want to serve. And this is, um, this is the kind of work I want to do and the way I want to work. I want to work with people. I want to work solo. Mm -hmm. I want to be um, the expert, I really want to be an extra pair of hands. And so it's, I think of it as the way to get there is you start just being very specific about all the planks, right? And you can wordsmith it all later, but until you start to put this stuff down on paper, it's really easy not to get what you want. 
right? Because opportunities come along and you just take them because you because why wouldn't you? Yeah, you gee, know, that sounds good. Yeah, oh, those people want me to go, you know, speak at this conference or this client wants me to execute this process for them, you know, and if you don't, it, it, you have no sort of litmus test for like, well, does this get me closer to my vision for the business? So, so at, whenever I'm talking to someone who just is in a situation like this where they don't ha- really have a vision, I have this like visual of somebody on an infinite basketball court, just like dribbling and doing tricks and stuff. And, and, and no idea where the basket is off on the horizon. There's like no idea where, <laughs> what direction they should go. They're just kind of dribbling around and spinning the ball like Harlem Globetrotters and like, look at me go. I'm so good at basketball. But, um, you know, but there's no, you don't know which direction to go because you can't, you're just on this infinite, you know, and yeah. that infinity is like all of the opportunities or tactics or, you know, things that you could do you know, yeah, you enjoy dribbling a basketball. It's super fun. You know, you're good at it. It makes you feel, it gives you a sense of mastery. But what are you accomplishing? Nothing. You need to be moving in a direction to make, you know, if you want to make forward progress, you need to know which way forward is. So, you know, if you don't yeah. have that, you end up going one inch in every direction, like year after year after year. And you feel like, uh, this, this industry is really hard. Or, you know, my, my kind of work is being commoditized by youngsters or freelancers or it's because you, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not making forward motion. You're not building anything. You're just engaging in activities that you enjoy with no clear desired outcome. Well, I, I really like that analogy. I mean, that's what it feels like. And, and part of, you know, what we're all doing here is we're talking about authority, about expertise. And so you have to keep, all of us have to keep building our expertise. So if you don't have a vision, how do you know what you're going to build? I mean, forget revenue for the moment. How do you know what you want to build? What skills do you need to keep developing? Mm -hmm. What skills do you need to get rid of? What things are changing on the horizon? Or maybe you're, you know, an expert at something, an angle of something, and you go, you know what? I feel like I've learned what I need to do. I've practiced what I need to do. I need to to pivot a little bit. And this is why. And this is where I'm going now. And here's the story I want to tell about where I'm going so that other people can join me. Mm. So let's drill into a, I want to press on a couple of things. So... Uh, you know, one of one of the things that I do get out of people early when they're when they're sort of in the infinite basketball court, <laughs> they'll be like, "Well, I want to have ten million dollars in the bank," or they'll they'll hit me with like uh, an annual salary that they want to make, and and I, I find that slightly useful because they could say, "And I want to," and, and I'm going to do that by going like this, and I'm like. As an outsider, it seems to me highly improbable that you'll ever get to that that financial mm-hmm. goal with with the the plan that you're putting in front of me. Like I don't see how that right. could possibly happen, but it doesn't. So it, it sort of has a negative. Um, it it, kind of, it 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 tells you what you can't do, but it doesn't tell you what you can do. So or should I suppose is a better word. So it's kind of like. It's kind of like, oh, I want to make uh, $750,000 this year by selling Girl Scout cookies. And then, and here's my plan for doing that. I'm like, there's no way you're going to make that much money selling Girl Scout cookies with this 
with this plan or any plan I can think of. Mm -hmm. So, you know, okay. So that rules that like it, 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 like a financial goal will rule things out, but it doesn't, it, it gives you no, it doesn't help me help them decide what they should do. So, you know, it doesn't help. It doesn't, not much. It gives, it gives me a lot, a lot of tactics, but we still don't have a big picture of what there's no, there's no mission. Like we're talking vision right now, you know, like here's the destination. This is, this is, this is my current state is like this today. And I want to be in a, a my desired future state to me is what the vision is. It's like, I have a vision of what my life will be like in five years. And it, it looks like this, it has these features but it doesn't give me, so like what, how do you get from, so you need it to know where you're going, but it's right. still, but it's the destination, not the map. It's like the destination and you use the word journey in there, which I think makes a lot of sense, but there could be a lot of, a lot, or maybe, you know, more than one, certainly paths to that destination. So do you, yes. you separate those pretty strongly in your process so you'd say like okay what what does your desired future state look like and there's maybe that's your vision yes okay yeah, yes yeah, cool let's so go into that what i do is i i put a lot of or ask you know clients to put a lot of feeling into it i want them to paint a picture mm-hmm. and and then what happens because i need for me this is just how i operate i need to see the whole picture i need to understand what it is that they want and how once you know how badly somebody wants something, it helps me understand how I can help them get there. So if somebody said, uh, you know, this is what I want and and I want to make, you know, this, your example, $750,000, you know, selling Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> I would be the first person to say not going to happen this way. So let's look at all the things that you want and the things that you're willing to do to get there. And let's look at how we look at this differently. And I don't necessarily start with the money because I find, you know, money is important, but it usually doesn't have the same emotional charge as other things, unless somebody's not making enough to eat or pay the rent or their mortgage, yeah, then yeah, yeah. money is the only thing that matters. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so most of the people I'm working with are, you know, they're, they're, they're already making, you know, enough money not to worry about that, but they're just not where they believe they can and should be. Mm-hmm. So that's how, I, I mean, I, I feel like you have to have, again, this is just for me. I feel like I have to see the numbers so I know what it is they're working towards and I can help them understand kind of the back end of the business, but I've never found somebody when they when they uh, when they follow this um, the worksheets that I use for vision. I've never found somebody that doesn't have this idea of what they want. And it, again, from their whole life, because I want to understand it all. Because if somebody says, "Well, I really just want to work ten hours a week, and I have no existing content," right. and you know, <laughs> you start to do that, and you go, uh, "No, this this is not a realistic vision." You know, and that's what people like you and I—that's what our roles are—is to kind of punch holes in that. Where, or maybe a better way to say it is to hold up a mirror mm-hmm. <laughs> and say, "Okay, this isn't—you know—this is not the path to get where you want." Let's talk about alternatives. So that's—you know—that's a long-winded way of saying how I look at at the at the financial goals and metrics you can't look at it without them Mm. um, but they're usually not the primary driver to get somebody where they want to go right yeah they're too abstract like in a a vacuum they don't they don't help 
So yeah. other than, yeah. you know, somebody, I, I can think of two examples where someone shared financial goals with me that they did help. One was that someone had just, just wanted this astronomical amount of money in the bank in order to, you know, feel secure and, you know, the, the story, long story. And, and I was like, okay, well, that's going to rule out a lot of things. So, so from a, it's, it's not a strategy, but it does rule a lot of things out. Like you're going mm. to have to do a bunch of, you're going to, you're not going to have a lot of choices. Like you have to do one of these few things cause you've got a particular skill set, And if you want to get there within any kind of reasonable time frame, you're going to have to you clearly have to do, or I should put it like this there here, here are three clear pathways to that could land there. And here are 700 that will never get you there. <laughs> and then on the flip side, I've had, I've had people come to me with extremely modest financial goals and, and, and I'm like, well, we could hit those like a hundred ways. So it becomes less pressure because we can focus more on like, oh, okay, that, that'll be easy. You could do that like working at a Starbucks for crying out loud. So <laughs> what, what about, you know, so the, the, the feels like a lot of net there, like a lot of, there's a lot of safety net there. So it's like, okay, well, what do you enjoy most? And you can really get into indulging the kind of lifestyle uh, vision. So it's like, it's like, Oh, you know, what do you want to do? Like, how do you want to spend your time every day? Do you want to, like you said, do you want to be with people or do you mm-hmm. want to be solo? Do you want to be out and about, or do you want to be in your basement? Do you want to be working during the day or at night? Do you want to be on the phone? Do you not want to be on the phone? Do you like making videos or talking to a microphone or like, what are your favorite things? And right. it, it could be, it could be almost anything like, uh, when the, when the financial goals are very modest. So it does, it, it has, it puts like a, uh, it puts like, um, boundaries around the playing field, but it still doesn't really tell me which direction they need to go uh, on its own. So you need, for me, I definitely need more like, like I, the thing that I need to help somebody, the thing that makes it the most easy for me to help someone is if they either know their big idea or they have a mission or a purpose. Like, like this is, yeah, Yeah. this is why I'm here. It's so very hardly anybody can answer that question, like off the top of their head, but I've had a few of them, people who are just super into a particular thing. I'm obsessed with this. I'm obsessed with achieving this goal, whether it's, whether it's for myself or my family or for my audience, I'm obsessed with it. And so it's great because it cuts out like a million exploratory conversations about like, okay, well, what should our focus be? You know, like what, what do you care about? What are you passionate about? What do you, what needle do you want to move? What dent do you want to put in the universe? Like, I don't know. I like coffee. You know, (laughs) it's it's hard to work with that. It's like, if you get somebody who's like, I really love coding and I really, and I'm a, I'm a coffee snob and I, I love talking about coffee and I want to have $10 million in the bank by next year. I, I've got nothing to work with. It's right. too, there's just too, there's not enough there, there. But if they said five, well, you know, I, I need $5,000 a year, then I'd be like, cool, let's start a coffee blog right now. Forget about the coding. Right, right. Well, one of the things that I use to help get there, because I agree with you, I think most people, uh, it doesn't roll off the tongue when you say, what's your purpose? And it's another one of those words like vision that yeah. feels sort of intimidating, like, why don't I know? Um, I have a friend that has defined herself as a writer since 
like she could talk. <laughs> and I always am amazed and, and thrilled by that, that somebody knew their purpose practically when they came out of the womb, <laughs> right? Um, but one way to get there that I, I do with clients is, and I call it the, you know, defining experiences, is I have them give me a sentence or two about any experience that felt significant to them in their life, whatever it was. And what's fascinating is when I see that, I can usually tell what what their purpose is. And when I say, I, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, I'm, I'm like a higher being here <laughs> telling somebody what their purpose is, but there, there are hints and sometimes glaring neon signs saying, and so the way I might, you know, approach a client with that is to say, okay, so here are the signs that I'm seeing that this might be, a, you know, a purpose, not the purpose that feels a little overwhelming, but a purpose. And, and usually, you know, they'll get there because, because there is a, there is a germ, a kernel or a blaring neon sign mm -hmm. to what that is. And, and in a way it's easier for our respective audiences because we're all, you know, consultants on or advisors on some level. So our job is serving other people. Mm -hmm. And I think we're connected to that pretty closely. Most of us. So I could argue it's actually easier for us and the people listening to this to to zero in on that purpose than it is for somebody who's, you know, slaving away in a in a corporate environment, um, you know, making widgets. Right. OK, so so to pull it back to to one big, huge word per episode, <laughs> I don't want to go too far into purpose. Um, yeah. Can you describe an example of what you wish clients would come to you with in terms of vision. Yeah, I had, I had one financial advisor, and I'm going to paraphrase because I, I can't remember the exact words now. But um, she came to me and she said, "Look, you know, I help families um, transform their relationship with money, and I, you know, I've been doing that for a long time. What I've come to realize is that when I change the family that I work with." I change their future generations and I transform the relationship with money. And what was uh, interesting about that to me is that it hit her that it isn't just the man, the woman, the, the couple that she works with right now, but it's if she can switch how they deal with money, how they look at money. And this is someone who specializes in the behavioral aspects of money mm. that they can change future generations. So they can change by one or two people. They can change hundreds. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And that drove her and there's, there's a vision in there. There's okay. a vision. So in like there. describe that. Cause it sounds a little bit more like mission or purpose to me. So how does how does um, it help well, they're you? All, they're all tied in. They're all tied in together, right? True. Um, well, what that does for me is it helps me to understand what their big idea is going to be, mm -hmm. right? It's going to be something around transforming finances and we get more specific about who and what that is. Mm -hmm. And the vision, it's the starting point of the vision for her business. So the starting point is you know, think about it. These are the people I want to attract people who, who want to transform their relationship with money, mm -hmm. which first of all says, well, I'm not looking for the traditional person with $10 million to invest. I'm looking for people who are struggling in some way, gotcha. which by okay. itself is, is different. Yeah. And then you start to say, okay, so how do I organize a business around that? And in her case, she she wanted to have multiple advisors, uh, but she wanted them all united in a particular approach to working with these people. Mm -hmm. um, 
the vision ultimately included a book. It included some speaking. So it gives you that starting point of where you go. But if she wasn't clear on that, it would have been more work to get there. She just knew up front that that's how she impacted people most. And that's why she was here. And she didn't say, in in terms of a purpose, she didn't Mm -hmm. say, you know, I was born to do this. She said, I know in my work, this is what I am meant to do, is what she said. Mm. And, and that's powerful. And so, you know, you don't look at the other things because it doesn't matter. Right. Her you, vision was so clear, right? Yes. So she had this sort of non-negotiable point, which is great. Like I, having constraints yeah. like that is so helpful because it rules out even having one one major constraint dramatically decreases the number of options and therefore decision paralysis facing you. So, okay. So she, so she, so kind of, to me, that's kind of part of her current state. She's like, look, this is me. This is what I care about. This is what's happening. Whether we call that mission, purpose, vision or whatever. She's like, this is true and is not changing. So, okay, great. We've got this constant. And then did she, did she describe to you what you know, her, like how, okay, here's a good question. Like how far out would you place a vision on a timeline? So, you know, give me, you know, if you were working with this woman, you said, okay, what's your, you know, what do you see your, what does your business look like in X years? Like, do you solve for X or do they, you just sort of let them say, oh, you know, in, in 20 years, I want to be retired or in 10 years, I want to be managing uh, an entire firm of, of these sort of financial advisors who all follow my process. Like, do you have a, do you put a constraint on it timeline wise? I don't put the constraint when I give them the worksheet. Um, I just say, you know, what's your vision for your work? What does it look like? What is it? What does a typical day look like? Who are you talking to? What are you doing? You know, so I'll get very specific with questions. And then I let them put the timeline on it, because I think it's personal. Most people when when they're working with me, they have an objective. And it typically does is time limited. So when we talk about vision, so, so if somebody is, uh, I've, I've had somebody who was 60 say, I want to work another 15 years if I can, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the, if I can. So I, I, my vision needs to go out that far. I understand something else might get in the way, but this is what I want to go for. And then you have somebody who's 40 saying, I have no idea when I want to retire. What I do know is I want to make this transition into this business, into the next phase of my business. And so I'll usually urge them to think at least in a, at least five years out, you know, a vision isn't something that you change like your socks, you know, a a vision, you know, needs to be out there. It needs to be on some level. It needs to be kind of your North star. Yep. That's, that's where I want to go. Totally agree. Yep. Yeah. So do you, do you notice that, well, here's what I notice. I notice that some people, when they're painting that desired future state, they, it's very, uh, it's somewhere on a scale between me focused and you focused. So there'll be like some people, especially the ones who are, are going to be more work. It's extremely me focused. It's like, I want this. I want that. I, I want, right. you know, I want this kind of lifestyle. I want this m- amount of money in the bank. I want to make this much per year. I want to, I want to be doing these kinds of activities. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, that's pretty clear, but I'm not hearing any, you know, if I don't hear any discussion of other people, 
it's it's not super useful. So it's like, well, okay, great. You've got all those things. Uh, I don't know where your fulfillment's going to come from if all those pieces were in place. So like maybe tell me a little bit about how your work impacts other people, what your favorite part is about mm-hmm. that. But when I have someone come mm-hmm. to me who's like, you know, in 10 years, I want to have changed the lives of, you know, a million people. I'm like, all right, I can work with this. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but when it's super, some, I don't know what it is, but somehow, well, actually, I do know what it is. When it's, when it's me focused, it gives us, you know, the, the money, money is not going to magically appear like this. These financial goals that you have for yourself are not going to magically appear unless you get some inheritance and you, you know put it in the market and do well, you have to help people. It's kind of like mm-hmm. what we do. So if, if I don't have any others, if I don't have the people you're going to help in that vision, it's really hard to, to know how to move forward. So I'm curious if you have, you know, when you mentioned the worksheet, do you have questions about that or do they, do they just volunteer it naturally? Well, I, I tend to approach that in the in the client avatar exercise, mm, okay. which is, yeah, who are your people? Um, it usually comes out in the vision. And I don't, you know, again, I don't know if it's just, you know, who decides to work with me, um, but it usually comes out because a, a lot of my clients, you know, as I said, they're, they have a successful business, but there's something more that they want. Mm-hmm. And it's usually that they want to reach more people and they can't figure out how. Yep. And, you know, they're, they're experts, they're, uh, they're really good at what they do, they've got a thriving business or one that maybe has a few kinks, but they're working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's how do, how do I get that message? How do I get my message to more people? Yeah, bigger impact. Yeah, so, so they tend to do that. But part of it is, you know, if, if I just look at the vision worksheet by itself, it wouldn't be enough to get everything that I would need. I, I want to know about their experiences. I want to know about their clients. I want to know about, you know, some of the details about how their business is structured and how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of that, that, that I like to see so I can look at the whole playing field, if you will. And it, again, a lot of the people I work with, I'm working on their individual brand within their business. Um, and sometimes I'm working on the company brand. So it depends, you know, the situation I'm talking about here is where you've got one leader who's trying to take that big idea to that next level. Mm -hmm. And so part of doing that is really understanding who you are and, and what the, the, the levers are, right? Because we each have different levers. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to reach you differently than they reach me. Yep. And yeah, and so it's understanding that and I, I don't want to get too, you know, mumbo jumbo here, but I, I just think that that's important. It's how we understand ourselves and what we will do and won't do to get that vision is every bit as important as the vision. Yeah, you're right. It's I especially like the point about, you know, it doesn't exist in a vacuum and it's it's not everything you need, but it's an important piece of the puzzle. So, you know, values is another one we haven't talked about yet, but it underlies everything. And it's and Mm -hmm. usually values are pretty easy to to get, you know, because it's those are lifelong things that you just don't you just know about yourself by the time you're like 25, I would say. I mean, on Mm -hmm. you know, average broad brush, but, you know, you know what you think right and wrong are, you, you know, how people should be treated, you know, stuff that stuff that you could be in do 25 different businesses in your lifetime and none of the values would ever change. 
it'd mm-hmm. always be the same values. Like this is how people should be treated. So that's, that's like a fundamental under, you know, underlying everything. And then, you know, mission, vision, uh, purpose, big ideas, all of those things are sort of floating around and they all interact with each other. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it is helpful to get them. I, yeah, it's funny. I, I don't know if I break them out this explicitly when I'm working with someone, but that's probably a pretty good idea. So like having, having like, okay, what's your vision? What's the vision for your business? Is, is that how you put it? Is, is what's the vision for your business? Or do you say more like, what's your vision for the future? Uh, for your life and your business. Okay. Because most of the people I work with, I mean, their business is a big part of their life, but right. it's not their entire life. Right. Yeah. And and I, I think you're right. It is hard to separate them. Um, one of the reasons I do that is when I create a brand brief for a client, I'll have um, vision, purpose, values, big idea. I'll put all those together. And one of the reasons for that is it's multiple ways to test a concept, mm-hmm. right? Because they all have to tie in together. Right. And if any one of them feels off, Sometimes it's just, you know, a wordsmithing, you know, we change a word here, a word there, and then boom. Other times something doesn't tie together. And that's the clue that there's the the big picture is wrong. Yep. And you don't want to do anything until you get the big picture right. And so that's why I find it helpful. So so if I worked with somebody and I I gave them a draft of the brand brief and they said, Yeah, I love all of this stuff except for the purpose. <laughs> you know, the purpose just isn't right. Okay, so so why what about it? doesn't feel right. And so when you start to dig into that, it, it'll tell you what, how to, how to play with the other, the other points, but they're, they're all so related. It almost doesn't matter what we call them. As long as we sit there and make sure that we understand where are we going with the business? What's our, what's the, what is the big idea, right? Mm -hmm. What's this thing that I want to share out there in the world? And, and then once you understand all that, then you can do the how, the tactics, once you know this, the tactics, you know, you can play with and tinker with for the rest of your life. Yep. But it's getting clear on the big picture first. Yeah, man, I'm going through this right now with a particular person who's just like, we're, and it's frustrating. And I know it is because getting this piece hashed out is, uh, it's, it's very, it can feel hand wavy. It can feel like, um, you know, very kumbaya, like, <laughs> you know, but it, and there's a strong desire for a lot of people, the strong desire, especially by the time they've reached out to me, they want, they're like frustrated. They're they're They want to do something. I'm sick of being stuck. I want to do something. I want to move forward. And it's like, okay, great. Well, we have to figure out which way forward is first. And that's not going to be fun. Usually it's not fun. You know, in the cases where it's not obvious, like we can't, I know you just want to mash on the gas pedal and start driving a hundred miles an hour. And, and, and you could do that, but that's what you've been doing. And, and you just keep going around in circles. So let's figure out which way to go first. And then we can do, like you said, we can do tactics all day long for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. but we first need to decide which way to point the car. And it, it's, it can be grueling is over (laughs) it's it's not fun it's not it's not always fun when the light bulb finally comes on it's like an epiphany but the process is not fun yeah it's you know sometimes what i say about about my strategy work is that is that people buy the action plan 
which is the tactics, yep. right? Here's what we're going to do. But I can't do the tactics without the strategy. Right. And so it's, it's always interesting because they have uh, infinite time to discuss the action plan and the tactics, but the strategy is, is tougher. Um, it's, it's almost like, I feel like a strategy is a big commitment and a tactic is a small commitment. Totally. Uh And that's, that's what happens. So it's easier to make a small commitment than a big one. And it's sort of the reverse of the way we usually do it in life. We usually start with small commitments and move up. And in this case, you're really committing to whether you want to call it a vision, let's call it everything. I'll call it just a strategy, which is, you know, vision, purpose, values, um, big idea, all of that is, is you have to commit to that. And that may be the scariest part of all, but when you do, it's like the skies part, the angels start Uh singing and then you can just kind of forget about it. You just execute. yeah, it becomes part of who you are, and and you know it may change some of the words you use, but then it's all about the execution. Yeah, right. So, which, which is no problem at all. The execution's easy. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can find a thousand articles online about how to do whatever. You know, it's like, it's like yeah, and, and you know why you've tried all those things and they don't work because you haven't decided wh- like what the desired outcome is. <laughs> Like, yeah. Beyond yeah. beyond I want to make, you know, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. It's like, well, okay, but who's who's gonna like rush to write you those checks? Like who who, you know? So yeah, it does it does all get kind of there's a lot of overlap, you know, so like in the Venn diagram of all the terms we're discussing, there's a big area in the center that, you know, you could sort of pull some of this information from from one into the other. But uh, I, I do really like the, I like the point, especially about saying, okay, when you put together a brand brief, if something sticks out or something still doesn't sit right with the, the client or the student, then it's like a, a, a red flag or a sign that you need to like peel one, another layer of the onion back and get a little bit deeper. And so like, yes. okay, well, these, there must be a unified theory of you somewhere in here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's, we're not, and we're not there yet. Yep. I like that the unified theory of you because that is what we're talking about and and it just it sounds it does sound kind of kumbaya-ish but it isn't because if this stuff doesn't align with who you are at the core you won't be successful and you won't be successful because maybe you don't attract the right people you won't do the work that you need to in the execution because you're just not feeling it because Mm -hmm. we're not saying that all of this work is easy and fun on the execution side it has to get done right. and and you know it's probably the person looking back at you in the mirror that has to do most of it so you've got to be motivated to do it mm-hmm. yeah yes totally agree well there we have it <laughs> all right folks hopefully that was helpful talking about defining a declaring i like your declaring a vision declaring. for your business and uh how should we wrap up? Do we, do we have any closing thoughts? I feel like we kind of feel like we've kind of wrapped on it. I guess just just one comes to mind for me, which is, um, throughout the course of this, we've used a lot of words interchangeably. And I think the core message is that when you declare your vision, it's that big picture view for your business. Don't worry about what you call it. But have understand where you want to take your business and with whom. All right. That's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Rochelle Moulton. 
And we hope you join us again next week for the Business of Authority. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.